This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At the time, it may have seemed a little far-fetched that a cartoon character might be, uh, <laughs> might, might, might stand for office. Hello and welcome to Black Mirror Cracked. Today we'll be talking about Season 2's The Waldo Moment, an episode that seems more and more to be like our current lives every day. It isn't always a fan favourite, so I've got in two experts, two of my Mirror Online colleagues who are laughing at being called experts. If Michael Gove wanted to get rid of the experts, he'd get rid of you two. So that's a compliment. <laughs> that's a huge compliment. <laughs> so on my left we have Jeff Parsons, he's our... I'm the acting tech and science editor at Mirror Online. And Jeff is also in a in a Daily Mirror podcast, it's called... Yep, that's right. It's Future File, every Friday, 3pm. And uh, and then on my right, we have Mikey Smith, who's our politics reporter. Hello. And uh, what what other podcasts do you do for uh, the Daily Mirror? I, I occasionally appear on uh, Eyes to the Left, which is the Mirror's uh, politics podcast, normally appears on a, a Wednesday afternoon at some point. Um, what was what was the last thing you guys talked about, or the last one you were on? Uh, the last oh, the last one I was on was the uh, the review of the year, um, uh, yeah, that was good. where where we all came in the day after I believe our Christmas party, and so we all had headaches, uh, but we managed to to, to get through a, a little review of the year without bursting into tears in the studio. It was fine. It was fine. What was your favourite British political event from last year? Uh, by a mile. Uh, Theresa May's speech at Tory conference where everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. The coughing and the letters falling off in the P45. Oh, that was, right. It was an incredible was. moment. The like of which we will never see again. It's quite a broadside Black Mirror moment but we will it get on to that. We'll get on to that. It was, yeah. Um, the, the real life is just reflecting um, satirical writing too well. So a lot of people have said to me the Waldo moment is their least favourite episode. What do you think, Jeff? Um, I, I I can understand maybe why people think that it's not my it's not my least favorite episode. Uh, I I quite enjoyed it. Maybe I I came at it a little bit later. I mean, it was originally broadcast in twenty thirteen, um, so I I did come to it a little bit later on. So I wasn't watching it quite at the time. Um, but no, I I enjoyed it. I I it was it was one of the ones I liked. And it, it it's far far from my least favorite episode. Uh, but then uh, I am often quite contrary in which ones are my favourite episodes. Um, my favourite episode from the uh, last series was Metalhead, which I understand is not a popular opinion. I have <laughs> I've changed my opinions on Metalhead. I think there's more to it than meets the eye. It's a cracker. It's a cracker. It's a cracker. <laughs> I have tons of fun watching that. Did you? There's a lot of Easter eggs in that one. It's not even for that. It's just a really solid thriller, which I like every now and again. They used to make a lot of stuff like that in like the 80s and early 90s, and they don't make them like that anymore. It was nice to see it. Why do you think other people might not like the Waldo moment? Uh, mm. I mean, aside from the bit at the end, it's not massively Black Mirror in a lot of ways. It doesn't have twists and turns, mm. really, um, and it doesn't have sort of a moment where everything goes, what? Um because, spoiler alert, he doesn't actually win. 
so yeah, my my assumption going into the episode was that he was he was going to win and everything was going to be ridiculous and you know, but yeah, he, that's he a really actually. Good point. I think I had that same yeah. sort of unconscious feeling that it was just going to, of course, you know, he was going to blaze through and that was going to be it. And I think, I mean, there's there's possibly. At the time, it may have seemed a little far fetched that a cartoon character might be uh, <laughs> might 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 stand for office. Um, you say that how we far do. We've come, well, how yeah, far we've we do gone. have the the raving loony party, and we have Lord Buckethead, and there's yes. only a British politics that is not super reverent. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there, there are always uh, either uh, sort of borderline lunatics or people who are are trying to. Uh, draw attention to a cause who who dress up in fluffy costumes and stand against uh, someone famous at an election there's there's always someone uh, who dresses up as elmo um who's trying to raise awareness of fathers for justice uh, there was mr fishfinger who stood against uh tim farron lib dem leader tim farron uh, in protest about his views on homosexuality certainly had a point yeah. um and uh, he didn't do as badly as many people thought he would uh, but no, the, the the really interesting thing for me is that this episode basically happened in 2002. Um, there was uh, a guy called Stuart Drummond uh, who was who who played uh, the mascot of uh, Hartlepool FC football team, um, uh, the, and the character was called H- Hangus the Monkey for various reasons. It's a it, it, it's a it's a Hartlepool thing. Uh, but he he stood for election. Um, the story entirely about about Hartlepool and where that name comes from okay. is not entirely pleasant. Uh, but uh, their 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 mascot, Hangus the monkey, uh, stood uh, to be to be the the first elected mayor of Hartlepool, uh, and uh, shocked everyone by uh, winning uh, on a platform. His sole promise uh, for when he was made uh, mayor that was that he was going to give. Uh, free bananas to all ch- all school children. That was his entire manifesto, and he, he he was elected in two thousand and two. Failed to deliver on that promise. <laughs> and well, did he bring any bananas? The, the, he he eventually managed to get some kind of agreement where you know like more fresh fruit would be available for schools, but it wasn't free, um, and and they weren't you know uniformly bananas. Um, but then, but, but much to everyone's surprise, he he you know he he ended up being mayor under his own name, Stuart uh, Stuart Drummond, and he ended up being re-elected three times in a row uh, with increasing majorities, um, even and with the lack of fruit, even with the lack of fruit, even even failing to deliver on his only promise, he he was still re-elected. And subsequently, um, on his own name as well. Yeah, subsequently you know. on his own name. But although he did turn up to the to the first count, I understand in the Hangers the Monkey right. costume. So this did this did happen uh, a full ten years before this episode aired. So if you think this is weird, not that weird. Go to Hartlepool, and and he he remains the only elected mayor ever in Hartlepool because you were going to say monkey, weren't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, they they abolished the position after. Uh, after his third re-election, they held a referendum and decided they didn't want election, elected mayors anymore. Uh, after electing effectively a man in a monkey suit three times a row, there you go. <laughs> and that was our podcast. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> what um, what role can, what role does tech play in this episode? Well, I, I, the tech is there, like exactly what Mikey was saying. The tech, you know, to create a character, a fictional character, is and push it out there through social media, through uh, the internet. It's already there. I mean, I like in the episode. I like it when they 
literally put him on the side of a van uh, and start driving him around town. That that's great. Um, I wanted to to draw in uh, uh, something called uh, a character called Hatsune Miku, who is a Japanese virtual pop star, um, and it's a very very weird story. But effectively, this this Japanese pop star is really um, nothing more than a computer program. It's a vocal synthesizer that can be downloaded and people can use it to create tracks uh, in the manner of a 16-year-old female Japanese pop star. But this this freely available program, this pop star that had a name, had, a, had an appearance, uh, just grew exponentially. It became really popular through um, the Japanese version of YouTube. People were creating their own um, songs using this, this anime character. Uh, and it just got really popular. And then what happened is they started to play gigs or the character started to play gigs. Like like what we saw with the gorillas, this sort of holographic representation of a character started to play gigs and draw huge crowds. And then eventually she ended up, she, it, ended up, ended up on the David Letterman show uh, in the United <laughs> States. Um, now, from from my notes, the last last count, there are over four thousand songs now commercially available from this uh, Hatsune Miku Japanese character, and it's 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 not maybe not so well known over here in the UK, but it's it, in Japan and and elsewhere. It's huge, and that's a tech thing. You know, yeah. it's it's not any different from in the episode going behind a screen and and animatronically kind of. Yeah. Cre- controlling a, a, a digital character and These... the spread of it as well it's sort of one it's one thing controlling the character but then it's the spread the the, the effectively vi- viral trends can give it um yeah so it's from a tech point of view it's i, I that's probably why i quite quite like the episode the tech side of it uh, that that particular side of it like mikey said earlier it's not sort of future sci-fi tech but it's kind of right in the here and now yeah and um it's really unforgettable the image of Waldo on the side of the truck chasing um, Monroe, the MP Monroe, yeah. played by Spice Menzies. And he's like, I'm not walking away from a cartoon. I'm going to stand here and talk to him. And the, Waldo's just Ali G for a new decade, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. He's just, he won't make sense. He just rips him. But what both of you said are little stories about the public saying, this voting system is ridiculous. We're just going to say what we want. And then tech leading to an imaginary character becoming widely distributed. Mm. Talk to me about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Can we see those two things? I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a certain certain line that can be drawn from Waldo to Trump. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, of course, there is the argument that, that that Donald Trump is in himself a fictional character. You know, he he's he, he's a character that that he has created for himself, and you know. Uh, on Twitter, uh, on, on Twitter, and in, at two AM, reality TV um, at two AM. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a. I, I did a bit of reading around last night, and I think the person who was in Charlie Brooker's head when he was writing it was um, was Boris Johnson, who had just prior to that been elected. Well, not a couple of years prior to that, been elected mayor of London, mm. uh, despite being a, a, a bumbling. Um, uh, well, well, having an act of being a bumbling buffoon, uh, have we, I got we are assured has yeah. a, made him actually. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 he he was an elected TV personality essentially, as is Donald Trump. So what you're saying is we started it every time we started yeah, it. You kind kind <laughs> of awful. Yeah, but yeah. Do, do you guys think as well? There's something to be said for that, like 
the, the removal of a filter, right? So Waldo just sort of says anything, like yeah. comes into his head, bang, he says it. There's not the, the traditional filter that you get applied for, a, you know, discourse in politics or yeah. media or marketing or anything like that, where what's the message? What are we trying to convey? How yeah. can we construct it? How is our, How are we going to get this across? It's just, he thinks it, he says it. Yeah, I mean, the, and that, then you could say that with Trump. There's, there's, there's there's certainly, the filter, you know, the filter might be there when he's giving an address, uh, talking to a crowd. But then, I mean, even then, and then, well, even then, yeah. But even, but then, remove that. You know, that's what they're saying about him with Twitter. There's no, there's he, whatever he wants. It's his direct communication tool. Mm. Doesn't need a filter. No, no one telling him what to say or what to do, or, or speechwriters or anything. Just directly. On his phone, tweeting. Yeah, and and it's there's there's a directness to it, and obviously, it what it ends up becoming is sort of um, a uh, a rant against the establishment, which is very much what how how Trump has made a lot of mileage uh, is you know his 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 plan to to take down Washington the Washington establishment and tear up the deep state and uh and drain the swamp um and and that's really the the sort of thing that waldo's tapping into i thought the really interesting thing the 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 thing that maybe i don't know um is it it, it's the you know obviously at at the beginning of the episode the 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 tory uh candidate is is kind of the bad guy you know and you meant to think he's a he's a really unpleasant guy and uh, uh, you know typical tory and then um about halfway through there's a scene where he's in the back of the car and he's just looking out the window and going, and, and you know, he's the first person who sees that this might be a problem. Uh, and he, uh, he he almost agrees with Waldo, you know, that the system is ridiculous and everything's fake. Yeah. But the system built these roads, is, yes. is, is the line he says, which I think is is a, a, a nice little moment of truth in his character. You know, he, he knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, and... You know he's a willing part of the machine, but he knows that the machine works and delivers things, uh, which someone ranting on the other other side of a screen probably can't. No, no, which is tends to kind of explain why UKIP tends to not get into yeah power. Like yeah. one one reason, yeah. um, but actually on that point, the Labour candidate, so Gwendolyn Harris, is played yes. by Chloe mm-hmm. Perry. She starts as actually the cynical candidate, mm. and you think, "Oh, it's Charlie Brooke, he's a Guardian columnist. Mm-hmm. He would love the Labour candidate." But she comes into her meeting, the higher ups, like, oh, "Yeah, I want to put myself forward for this by election." Well, it's all just rubbish. She makes a joke about having been a murderer, and then kicks herself for that. Mm. But she kind of says, "Yeah, this is my showreel. This is this is me starting out." It's something it. that she. I'm going on to bigger and better things. This is just a step in the right direction. She's so yeah. honest about it. She's so open with the people who are going to select her, and they do select her. They quite like her honesty. Yeah. That didn't really ring true to me. <laughs> After that interview, I don't think they would would have selected her. If I'm, if I'm being brutally honest, also I think her name was clearly chosen so they could put in the in the uh, in the newspaper the headline Gwen and Barrett. Nice. <laughs> oh, very that's, good. That's, nice. that's clearly yes. why they gave her that name because it's. It, I think that's really good. Newspaper headlines are still that. important. Yeah, <laughs> they're still important. So he he does kind of set up these two quite opposite candidates and Waldo just comes in and is saying well I'm smashing the entire system mm. down um, what do we think of the, the comedian behind Waldo Jamie I don't understand why he's so angry or yes. so sad mm, he's yeah. uh, 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 so inconsistently what, written character yeah one, one of the things that one of the other things that didn't really ring true was that he was somehow the failure in his uh, in his comedy troupe yeah uh, it's like this guy's 
voicing a character on a, a, a national gig. TV show. It's a fantastic gig. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. the, the careers have been launched on less. Mm. Um, yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that didn't necessarily ring true. Yeah, I think there's a certain efficiency in storytelling. What he, what it said to me was, this is something, this is an idea he had on an, in an afternoon uh, that he didn't really think much of and got really popular by accident. Because that's happened to me. Uh, I, I, Mikey, I, tell us more. Well, no, I'm I'm not going to go into too Who's much your detail. Cartoon character, but, uh, Mikey, no, I, I I have a a, a a a comedy Twitter account which I'm not going to reveal the details of. Uh, top secret. Top top secret. But it's it's about a, a TV show and it's a you know a, a, one of those you know fake Twitter account whatever and and it has currently about three times more Twitter followers than I do. <laughs> and this is just something you know I I started doing for an hour a week. Uh, just for fun, as an inside joke with a couple of mates, and and now it's got about sixteen thousand followers. So, so I can appreciate the the, the frustration. It just got really some, out of hand. Yeah, something that got There's really something out of hand. Tech yeah. and yeah, yeah. personas there, isn't there? Yeah. About like social platforms and different personas, and it's like, so easy. Yeah. It's so easy to do it. That you, yeah. you could have, well, as you said, you put an hour and a week to yours, but you know you could. Right, <laughs> but it's so it's so easy, and if that one doesn't work, you can junk it and do a new one. Yeah. You know, you can. Um, it's it's effectively it's a form. There are trolls pop up on social media sites all the time, Russian uh, or otherwise. Russian or otherwise, and despite the best uh, interests or the best uh, in, intentions of the companies that host them, they try and stop them. But it's it's a whack a mole thing, and as soon as you knock one down, it's so easy to create a new one. So mm. you're right. I actually, having after what you said, I can totally see it being uh, a mistake that that blew up and was way more popular. You know. Yeah, and I suppose that would explain why he's so miserable all the time. He maybe had these high ideas of, of you know, being a being a big stand up comedian, you know, with his with his face out there, and he he had this idea that he thought was going to make him a bit of money, maybe for a little bit of time, um, and he's been stuck doing it for a very long time. And that, yeah, I can I can understand that bringing you down a little bit if you had a plan. Yeah. And the tech is really simple, right? So it's just sat in a van, you put on, you put your hands through these things and so it moves yeah. all day. And it's so easy for his boss to slide to, into to his place. To slide into the place. Yeah. And as soon as he nails the voice, which is close enough for most people to, yeah. you know, to do it, it's just a case of, yeah, moving the joysticks, making the expressions and the software will, um, will follow up from it. Um, I mean, again, from a tech point of view, a big selling point of Apple's new uh, iPhone X was the Animojis, so it yeah. uses the camera on the front of the phone to record your, it maps your face, uh, you make an expression, and the little cartoon chicken or duck or whatever on the screen uh, does, or fox, I think, does does what you do. And, you know, it was then what was born from that was Animoji Karaoke. You sing the song, the Animoji, the, the emoji on the screen follows it, you send it to someone else, Animoji Karaoke. And it's, it's, it's the same stuff. As, it's the same text. It is. Yeah, yeah. We can all have a Waldo now. We can all we have a Waldo. Ten years, ten years ahead of time. Right. Flipping heck. I, so, I quite yeah. want to do that. Yeah. That sounds quite fun. And it became viral. It, that's, how, that's how it spread. Because One of them is our next prime minister, isn't it? <laughs> that's right <laughs> well the political candidates of tomorrow dig back into their histories you'll find these crazy animoji characters that they've been uh, playing with and you know in the here and now you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of things uh, in the episode that weren't strictly speaking accurate uh, which which I thought I'd better bring up like being, 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 the, being the political type um you can't offer people rewards for going and voting. 
It's no. that's not legal. Yeah, um, and that's against the uh, representation of the People Act. Um, also, Charlie Brooker, do your do your homework. <laughs> I think you can maybe get away with it because it's a, a throwaway. <laughs> um, the bit at the end where where he says, "I'll give you five hundred quid to beat him up." Um, that I don't think would be legal either. Not only because it's incitement to violence, mm. uh, but also I think it would. I think there's something in 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 electoral law that would that would prevent. We uh, hope you'd feel pre- there's prevent probably people calling for violence against. That happening, uh, yeah. uh, that is a powerful moment though when he gets out of the van and you think. Jamie's our hero. He's saying no, no to Waldo. Mm. And then his boss is like, no, stamp him down into the ground. See, at that point, yeah. I was thinking, what are you doing, man? This is hilarious. See it through to the end and you get paid. And you're not mm. going to win, but you might, you know, I, I don't think there was ever any real risk of him winning. Maybe there was. I don't know. But, you know, I, I, I thought he was wrong to jump out of the van. And, but you had to do it I for dramatic purposes. It would be interesting. If I, was, I don't know. I wonder if there was a draft somewhere where he did win. Yeah, maybe, the original script maybe. of yeah. Well, it was originally a, a, an idea he had for Nathan Barley. It was, yeah. Wasn't it? I, it feels I like don't it. see how, how that would have quite fit into the, the show, but I can. I, I, it's, that, it's that kind of humour. It might be why I liked it. So now all of us working in digital media, Mike actually do, do shifts on the paper. Yes. So you do both. Do you, do you do stuff in the paper? Yeah, we have a tech column every yes, Friday. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, so yeah. your face is on there. Yeah. So you're working in both media. I train both paper and digital people they're two very different kind of media and stuff spreads like wildfire through digital in a way it can't in paper and not broadcasting is very strong laws in this country less so Mm. in america and so has that been affecting our elections i think the answer is yes brexit has it affected brexit will we told some things and will people sharing things that are not true but things written on the sides of buses things appearing on the sides of large vehicles (laughs) discuss also the spending limits on campaigns i'm not sure Waldo mm. would have come within the spending limit on the campaign. Um, That's some sweet animation. That will cost some money. Yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon? Probably Tech wouldn't now. Yeah. It would probably be quite well, cheap now. to do now. Well, now we can do it. iPhone X. Now we can do it on our phones. Yeah. So it's probably not as You could probably get away now. with it now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a distressing <laughs> thought. That is worrying. Yeah. So there's, a, there's a, some inconsistencies with probably the trajectory of the narrative and with the main character, which has annoyed people. But the main message is really interesting. Yeah. There is an epilogue, so Jamie goes, right, I'm not going to be Waldo, gets beaten up, and then it, it jumps a year into the future, and actually the national anthem does that as well. And there's there's this feeling that Charlie mm. Brooker likes looking at the media and at politics and then what the near future will hold. But this epilogue upsets a lot of people. What, what do you think from a tech perspective? Yeah, it upset me a little bit. I, I just I didn't really feel the... I just felt it, it just undermined it a little bit by taking it... It was too much too soon. From 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 sorry, yeah. let me explain that a little bit. From where we were, you know, before as he quits and leaves, Waldo says, "I'm done." To then jump to what was a year, and uh, for me, it was it was a little bit too too much. I I would have reined that in a little bit, I think. Um, yeah. Which would, in my opinion, have, have kind of powered the message of the episode a little bit more to to not have that like kind of bolted on at the end. Yeah. That was that was my kind of takeaway. I didn't really like it, but mm. I can see why. Yeah. It's, Brooker might go for that to kind of be like, look, this is where we are now. This is where it can lead. Yeah, maybe it's too much signposting this episode. Maybe that's maybe I don't know. He, he has a habit of, uh, of ending his episodes by uh, stretching things out way beyond their logical conclusion. But no, it's it's a thing he does, um, and I quite I, I quite liked it. I think what this episode does kind of shockingly well is uh, predict things that people didn't think were particularly plausible at the time. 
which are now just a part of everyday life. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone sighs deeply and looks into the distance. Like I said, you can you've at, at once you've removed the filter and you've also added anonymity. Mm. Um, and in, in in when you know when Jamie is um, pointed to as, as and the, the MP starts attacking him, yes. saying you know well let's see who's behind the screen. That's a great moment. It's a great moment because he sort of goes right. There is actually someone responsible for this behind the curtain. Uh, and that's when you kind of it takes on a bit of a, a change. Mm. Um, you know that doesn't maybe doesn't happen enough in real life uh, because you can't find out who these people are easily. Not easily, uh, no. And because there's there's ways of of masking it. Mm. And and also, I mean, this is uh, they tie it to one person, just this comedian Jamie. What you were saying about the Russian bots and the trolls mm. is it, it can be state sponsored. It can mm. have you know multiples people uh, taking. Um, you know, taking on a persona now, like the the famous sort of one in tech circles is is anonymous, the hacktivist collective, right? Very famous Guy Fawkes mask from V from Vendetta is the yeah. you know the image, but you've got splinter groups, you've got all kinds of people that are diving in, jumping out, being involved, not being involved, which makes it very hard to narrow it down to one person. Yeah. Uh, in the same way, you could do, I suppose, with Waldo and the production company and the specific comedian who's mm. doing the voice of it, but. Yeah. Another thing that that sort of grabbed me about the beginning, I I, I really liked the first couple of minutes because it was, as a fan of sort of late nineties nineties early noughties comedy, <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, this is the eleven o'clock show. That's Ali G. I was just going <laughs> to say that it made me think of Ali G. Yeah, it was yeah. The, it's Ali G. Right? There was, there was, uh, was also the, a shade of, of sort of brass eye in there. Yes. The, yeah, the, the old yeah. Chris Morris show, and, and yeah, no, it was it was very Ali G. And at the time when they were making the show, I think Charlie Brooker was still doing Ten O'clock Live as well. But yeah, no, the, the Eleven yeah. O'clock Show was a much bigger deal than anyone remembers because Ali G came out of it, as did Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais started on the Eleven O'clock Show, and and now no one remembers the Eleven O'clock Show. Which was slightly funnier than everyone gave it credit for at the time, because everyone was slightly dismissive about it. Um, so he definitely had a model to work from, because especially when Waldo says later that, or Jamie says later, everyone will be in on the joke of Waldo. Everyone will mm. know who he is, and that happened with Ali G. And, and so mm. Sasha Baron Cohen has gone through so many characters. Mm. And um, but that, that, when when they went on to start talking about doing his own show, you know. You can't do a whole show. But, you know, when Ali G got his own show, he had to bring the new characters into the new show yeah. because you can't. You can. Uh, Ali G has a shelf life. Waldo yes. probably has a shelf life because everyone knows the joke by it. Yeah. And, yeah, and as Ali G and then Barak got successively more famous, you had to retire the joke because everyone yeah. knew it was yeah. a gag. And what Brooker did instead of retiring the joke, he made it serious, and yes. that is the masterstroke, isn't mm. it? It make, makes it some a dictator probably is the epilogue makes yes. us think. Yeah. Which is a great thing to do. Can you imagine his little stroke of genius when you realise he'd done that? Which, interestingly, Sasha Baron Cohen's last, last character. What's going on? There's only one way to go with it, yeah. isn't there? We we were just talking about um, 15 Million Merits as well. And so at the end, if if you don't remember it too well, there's Bing holding a shot of glass to his neck and he goes in a big rant about why their big screen world is terrible and he gets rewarded for that. And so there's, there's a way of thinking that you could you could say that Charlie Brook is poking fun at himself. He came to prominence as a satirist. Mm. Is there mm-hmm. any way in which Waldo is another Brooker-esque character, another little poke at himself? A bit deep, but yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's always a certain amount when when your day to day job, as you know, part of my day to day job is is. Are we allowed to say taking the? 
yeah, taking the piss out of politicians yeah. is my job uh, to a certain extent. Um, and, and, and there's a certain amount uh, where, where you think, is that a worthwhile way of spending your time? I think it educates people on what politicians yeah. have been doing. Because you both told me stories about things in tech and politics that I didn't know about, a lot of the audience won't know about. And isn't it better to be more informed what's going on? And Black Mirror yeah. touches on current trends and, and predicts future trends. Yeah, I mean, I, I should note that I always come to the end of those long, long dark afternoons of the soul and, 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 and come to the conclusion that, yes, yes, it is a very productive use of my time. Uh, but, but, you know, you have what, to question it every now and again. Do you guys, I'd be interested in what you guys think about this sort of information overload world that we, we're living in. We've got social media, we've got the TV, uh, websites, everything, all getting pushed towards us. Is it a kind of a case of he who shouts loudest gets heard? So if, you know, for a disaffected audience who are trying to take in all this information, to go, oh, just, you know, this big blue character is just saying some really funny things and I'm just going to listen to him because there's so much that's, that is being expected of me to read, learn, disseminate, understand. I've got to understand We've got to understand Brexit. We've got to understand Trump. We've got to understand all of it. And there's so many different things coming at me that, like I said, I'm just going to, this is right, big and bold and in my face and I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. I do, you, what I, do you think I, about I that? I think that's absolutely true, but I don't think that's a new thing. Um, I, I, I think people will, the news has always been competing with Coronation Street uh, for people's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a certain degree to which the onus is on uh, the people who are writing the news and, and, and creating things to make it accessible to people without sort of dumbing it down in a way that is detrimental to their understanding of world events. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's not an easy thing. Yeah. Um, and if we can use something that's funny as a way in to explaining something that's more useful information to people, then yeah. I don't see a problem with that at all. I so, agree. So yeah. if, you, if you could get, you know, Waldo to... Uh, use the style of Waldo to teach people about Brexit. Then power to you, because I, I don't think I can. But but maybe that would be a good thing. And there's a similar thing with tech that you, someone could go very deep into tech and have a lot of jargon, and that might not be accessible to every reader. Absolutely, yeah. Tech is you know tech is filled with is a very complex subject. There's 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 different you know there's different companies. There's different. Um, trends we've had virtual reality we've had uh camera phones and and changing the way that things are recorded um and it's a real rabbit hole if you want to go down into it um but then you can you can simplify it you know um android against uh, ios or microsoft against google yeah um, how you review things in that way things you know where where do your loyalties lie you know consume it in some way then how's it going to be useful and impactful to your life and that's just kind of going back to what I was saying about that information overload mm. of having so much thrown at you is what's actually going to be useful and what's just kind of the sizzle, not the steak. And you know, with Brexit, oh, no. <laughs> with Brexit, I mean, that was a huge problem. It's three hundred fifty million pounds a week to the NHS. True or not, it feels like something you want to be true. It didn't really matter that whether it was true or not. Mm. They just had all they had to do was paint it on a bus and tell people that that what they already wanted was going to be a good idea for everyone. Because they had no idea what was going to happen because yeah. we still don't. And then would people then share that on their personal profile because they care about the NHS and what's going to happen and then it then pushes the news to other, well, supposed news to other yeah. people. It was the, the bus, it was the big, it was the big, you know image of the campaign mm. that, that people could quite easily grab a snapshot of and shoot it around their social networks and it, it spreads um, 
And yeah, yeah it's it's and and it's, you know that, that's, you, you can write as whether many, it was true or not. You can write as many things as you like debunking um, that that claim because it is untrue. Every time you do that, you have to say the phrase three hundred and fifty million pounds a week to the NHS, yeah, which so keeps it keeps reinforcing it, yeah, it. Gives it oxygen. He's watching three three TVs while eating a cheeseburger. Eating a cheeseburger right? Yeah, um, yeah, that's how I, that's how I imagine it. Um, He's a character in our heads. Yes. My, Michael, um, Michael Wolf has made in this incredible character. That image is that will never die. That image, it's never. Testament to great writing, but he's a character for us. And where do we go next? Who, who do you think the next? We've had Barack Obama. You know, that was that was a great eight years. Where do we go from Trump slash Waldo? I don't predict things anymore. Well, here's I tell you. Oh, right. I tell you where we can go from the tech side thing. Zuckerberg for president. Oh, yes. Right. Zuckerberg. <laughs> more more influence, more reach than anyone else on the planet. You say Facebook over two billion uh, users. So, in fact, you there's an argument you made that President of the United States has actually stepped down uh, from the CEO of uh, Facebook. But but you know he's he I I, I pred- here's my prediction. You you might see people who. Um, started out in technology, moving into public service um, because, uh, I mean, we've seen uh, Gates has yeah. gone into philanthropy. Bill Gates um, and Bill and Melinda but, Gates Foundation, but, yeah. Right, but, you know, Zuckerberg for president, it could happen. If Tom Hanks stood for president, he'd win. That is, that is a very <laughs> strong endorsement from Mikey Smith here. <laughs> so we've had we've had Ronald Reagan, and they were like, God, a film actor, uh-uh, and there he is. And then... We had we've had Trump reality star. Is that the best way to put him? Yeah. And technology yeah. meeting politics and being the future. That's well. I mean, the the theory is that everything is going to just calm down and re- and reset to a <laughs> uh, to 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 you know return to the mean. Um, but that hasn't happened yet. One thing Zuckerberg has that no other president has had is power over the press because yeah. ch- these huge changes to yeah. facebook it's going to be about engagement stories and people liking and hearting which means that hard news might not do that well it, it we're going to work out how this works he's going he's already controlled the media how scary is that if a president has oh, it's, that it's so scary it's so scary okay zuckerberg <laughs> comes out when 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 the first mentions were made that the russians were influencing the 2016 election he said it's crazy that Facebook could sway an election. Don't even that, don't even entertain that idea. And what happens as as more and more evidence surfaces? He comes back out and goes, "Ah, oh, right. Actually, maybe maybe it is a problem. Maybe fake news is a problem." Months go by. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay, this is actually a problem. We're going to retool Facebook a little bit to try and make sure this doesn't happen in the future. And what you know, there's there's uh, there's everything to suggest that what he could do down the line is if he doesn't like. So the way something's being portrayed, tweak it, tweak the algorithm. It drops down. People get most of their, you know, most of their engagement, most of their news off Facebook. They stop seeing it. He's yeah. he's, he's done this tour of all fifty states. That was his. Uh, that was Zuckerberg's pledge for um, last year. That was his. his new, every year he does a news resolution. Um, one year was learning Chinese. Very very good for a potential political candidate. Uh, and last year was was to visit all fifty states to meet people and find out how real people live their lives. So, you know, he'd look at that. He says he swears blind that he's not going to run for office. But yeah, sure. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, I think I think there's there's already a problem with Facebook in that for most people in the world, Facebook is the internet now. 
Yeah. And, you know, whereas where the internet started, it was run by, you know, not-for-profits and, and, and coalitions of benevolent organisations, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now the internet uh, is, is, for most people, the door to the internet is, is Facebook, which is uh, a, a, a for-profit company with a, a single figurehead at the top. And that figurehead is about to run for president, possibly. Yeah. That's a bit scary. It's Waldo, Facebook blue. Coincidence? I think I think that episode gets an unfair rap. Actually. Yeah, I it certainly does. I, I think can, it possibly... I can see why it would have changed. You know, from twenty thirteen to now. Yeah, that's a huge, yeah. huge uh, change in, in yeah. how this episode could be perceived. Totally. Yeah. But then maybe that was Brooke's plan. It's, it's very easy to dismiss something as as rubbish until it actually comes true. Yeah. So we have had Jeff Parsons, who is also on Future File. Future File. Yeah. Fridays, three p.m. We talk about all the the latest technology that's that's impacting our lives you know bitcoin social networks all kinds of stuff and gadgets we talk about gadgets as well yes all the tech stuff and then we had mikey smith i'm also on uh eyes to the left the mirrors politics podcast sometimes we talk about pmqs and prime minister's questions uh each week just afterwards we have guests we we have discussions we have kevin mcguire being noisy and jason Beatty being very very clever and occasionally me and it's fun as ever, if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review and subscribe on iTunes and Audio Boom and everything else you used to listen to this. And please tell your friends and send out a pigeon and take an advert on the side of a bus and, and just say <laughs> Black Mirror Cracked, it's a great podcast. And um, that is all from us. Send thing. someone an animoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a horrifying future ahead of us, guys. But until then, try to enjoy yourselves. <laughs>